eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it is, and it's mind-numbing at times. I'm thinking you had it written into your contract, right, that you would be a season ticket holder in perpetuity. Am I correct on that? You are correct. Okay, so maybe – So far, the Bears have honored that. Maybe with Kevin Warren in place, you can get a Metro pass that will get you and you don't have to deal with traffic. You can just take the train there. The most important, if I could get a parking pass, right? (laughs) I mean, I got the tickets, but you know, to get the parking is kind of critical too. That's a great clause to have in your contract, by the way. I don't know anybody else that has did that. I, you know, I honestly, I'm not even sure it wasn't my idea. It was my friend who was my attorney, but you know, when the bears, redid soldier field i was still doing fox tv on the weekends and so uh you know i talked to the guys you know uh waddle about my clause and so the question was uh in my contract was if the bears build a new stadium i get tickets you know between the 40 in the middle of the first section in perpetuity (laughs) so we're on fox uh, uh, at night and uh, I mentioned, you know, and Waddle goes, you know, that that stadium, it's really not a new stadium. It's it's really a renovation. And I'm like, oh, don't go there. And then the Bears came out with their new logo. And their new logo was the new stadium at Soldier Field. And I'm like, print, print, print. And so I sent it to, uh, to Ted Phillips, the president, and, uh, and George McCaskey, who, who at the time was the head of tickets. And I, you know, followed up and I, you know, I might know it was, oh, we're so excited. Uh, the Bears are going to the playoffs. And oh, by the way, you may not be aware of a clause in my 1986 contract, uh, which I've enclosed. And George called me up and, I, and he said, oh, we got your letter. And I said, so what do you think? He goes, I think you're pretty smart. <laughs> they honored it. That's the most important thing. So, That's yeah, great. so I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder and happy to be it. And, you know, I'm not. You know, Soldier Field is really a, there's a great uh, sight lines and everything, but it's um, I think when you go to Lambeau, if you go to the University of Notre Dame, you see a pride in those organizations. I mean, they're old guys like me who are, you know, getting paid, uh, but every one of them will say, welcome to the University of Notre Dame. Welcome to Lambeau Field. Right? We go to Soldier Field and it's like, it's not that kind of experience and so i you know i think it's you know it's going to take a lot and um 
you know, but I, I've looked at, I went to the opening game uh, in LA when the Bears opened that up against the Rams uh, two years ago. I took my family last year to, to the Vegas game. And, uh, you know, SoFi Stadium is magnificent, really from a sideline. I was on the upper deck, you know, third section. The sound was great. The TVs were great. It was a really good experience. They had problems getting out of parking, though. I yeah. But the, um, the Vegas stadium was awesome from the outside. But when you got on the inside, it was it, to me, it was disappointing. It was more like an Indianapolis cold stadium where you have uh, four corners. There's uh, you, you have those smaller screens. But the, you couldn't the sound wasn't very good. But the worst thing was, you know, when you're at Soldier Field or a lot of the older stadiums, the concourses are probably they're kind of tight. Yeah. And, and that's how it was at Vegas. It was almost like they built the concourse and then someone said, oh, by the way, we're putting in these concession stands. <laughs> oh, oh, nobody told us that. And so they put them in and it, you know, it's just like going to Soldier Field. So I, I, I haven't been up to the Minnesota stadium. You'd I, love I get, it. You'd I've love heard it. nothing but positive things about it. And so I think with Kevin's involvement uh, when he was with the Vikings, that that would certainly be – you know, hell, they're going to look at everything. And hopefully the stadium that they build is going to be the next generation where people are going to go, wow, you've got to go to yes. got to go see that stadium because uh, it's, it's really cool. You mentioned, obviously, Kevin's involvement will be extending far beyond the stadium. And we agree with you on that. And, and the top line on Kevin Warren's scouting report from anyone that you talk to that's been around him says that he's going to elevate the standards inside 1920 football driving Lake Forest. I'm curious as somebody with institutional knowledge, what that means to you, how that resonates with you and, and, and what you think that that can do to sort of propel this organization in the direction that we've talked forever. It needs to go. You know, I, I would say one, his personality alone, right? I mean, George McCaskey has made it very clear that he doesn't, you know, make football decisions, but he's invisible to the team. And so I think that Kevin is going to be a more omnipresent person. I mean, not, not, not in a negative way, but people are going to know, hey, this person is looking over everything and he has knowledge about football. And he's going to put his imprint on that, you know? And so I think everybody just kind of straightened up a little bit more. Yeah. And they're going to say, hey, someone's looking and somebody knows what to look for. And so I think that that just not in a negative way, but in a real positive way, you should say as a person working in the building, whether it's, you know, development of sponsors to the GM to, you know, how we conduct ourselves, because, you know, if you really do want to be a great franchise, uh, which the Bears is, but they have a lot of room for improvement. And I think leadership is really critically important. And I hope, and I haven't met Kevin, but look forward to it. But anyone that I've talked to uh, has said, well, you know, I mean, look what he did just before he left, or he, I guess he said yeah. with the Big Ten. I mean, hey, did anybody, I certainly didn't hear anything about, wow, we're going to extend out. My son went to USC, now he's all <laughs> excited about going to Michigan when USC plays there. But that was a huge, huge uh, change. And one that they did very quietly and I think did very successfully as well. So is it going to be transformational? I think I don't know that, you know, you need to transform something. But I think this franchise needs better leadership 
in terms of the day-to-day for football. You know, I mean, we were blessed when I was playing. George Hallis only came one time, two times to talk to us. And the first time was, we couldn't believe it. I mean, this guy was in his 80s and and everybody really uh, was excited about him coming. And the second time was I had written a letter, uh, covered my butt, had everybody sign it on the defense to George Hallis saying you should keep the defensive coaches when we knew that Neil Armstrong was going to be fired. And George Hallis showed up. We didn't have an indoor facility, so we were at the Great Lakes Naval Training Center. They had, you know, from World War II, these great big drill halls. Not too good if you have a knee problem because they're all cement floors. But George came in, and when he came in, I knew right away it was about that letter. And we had already broken up offensively and defensively, and he told our coaches, take a hike. And he says, I've never gotten a letter like this. Your coaches will be back next year. <laughs> and then, you know, so the offensive guys go, hey, what was all that? Kennedy <laughs> told us to keep it secret, you know. And then, you know, he, he lived up to that. And so, you know, that, that was a monumental decision uh, to bring in and do something very unusual. I mean, I don't know that a special teams coach, which is what, Coach Ditka was down in Dallas had ever been named a head coach, but you know it was unusual. And a few guys that I knew down in Dallas said, "Good luck," uh, but it transformed uh, us in a real positive way. He created a sense of urgency. Uh, he created accountability. And I'm I'm not saying right now that the Bears don't have that because I think you know I don't know polls and. I've only met uh, Matt Everflus a couple of times, so I have no doubt that they are consistent in changing the culture of the organization, but it starts at the very top. Yep. And, and so I think that bringing in Kevin was, uh, as I said at the beginning, a positive move and then one that, uh, again, I have to congratulate the McCaskies and George in particular for having the, I'll say, courage uh, to do that. So, Gary, before we let you go, and I really appreciate your time, last one I have is that, so you're kind of leading me in that direction. What do the Bears have to do to kind of regain or earn back the benefit of the doubt from people, whether it's former players, a fan base, forget about the media. It's just there's this inherent cynicism sometimes that surrounds everything to do with the Bears over the last decade or so. What do you, in your mind, how would you articulate what they need to do as a franchise to kind of win back some of that trust? <laughs> you know, David, that's really interesting because I talk to people, I go, you know, uh, in 1985, and this is almost kind of gets to the Super Bowl shuffle. I'm like, I grew up in Chicago. I can't believe I agreed to do anything stupid enough. <laughs> Forget the dance and all that. That was called Super Bowl during the football season. It wasn't until like five plus years ago that I, I, it really bothered me. And, um, because we did that during the season, like in the month of November. And I was talking to Willie Galt, who really was the person responsible for that. And Willie, and I mean, I it, it just made me feel better. Initially, it was just called a shuffle. And so, you know, it wasn't like we're so cocky. You know, you, David, come on, you play football. You put stuff on the billboard. You're like, oh, look at these idiots. They think that, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? And um, and, and also, think about trademark. You couldn't today if you try to call <laughs> the Super Bowl, NFL would be all over you. Oh, we were, right. should we ask for permission to wear the bear uniforms? Nah, no. <laughs> it was just so amateur hour, right? But, but it it all worked, and I. But I do say that uh, you have to earn it, and I. 
the, the no team had won in the city of Chicago in 1985 since the 63 Bears. And so, you know, this might be hopeful. Maybe it's every 20 years the Bears do well. I mean, <laughs> 85, 2006, and we're almost out there, you know. Right there. Maybe we're on our way on, the, on that 20-year path. But I, I think that you need to earn that, and it comes incrementally. But while that cynicism or skepticism might be half inch deep, the moment you start winning, the Bear fans around the world come out. You know, <laughs> so uh, and that will you know it's almost like they're coming out. Uh, they go away every twenty years, but man, when they finally come back out of hibernation, uh, it's it's a joyful moment. And and you know, I have people go look that that was a generation ago. And people go, I'll never forget it. Yeah. It was just so much fun. And no, the, we had so many characters, but none of them were manufactured. And it was really kind of the beginning of people, and maybe the reason that you guys have jobs, not much Dan, but David, is that people were kind of interested in players across all sports, uh, not only on the field, but off the field. And that's true for you know basketball or baseball or football. And we had a unique set of guys, you know, from the whole defense and uh, the fridge and, you know, Walter and uh, McMahon. I mean, gosh, it, it, uh, sometimes you just kind of look and go, wow, th these guys are nuts. But <laughs> there's something that really wove us all together. And, you know, at the end, you do realize that the number of years that you have is a pretty short career. I mean, even even if you get lucky and play 10 years, that's that's still relatively short compared to your uh, the rest of your life. And, you know, you when you know that that hourglass is just going out, spinning out, you start to see the leaders kind of say, hey, we, we've got a window here and we're not going to allow some of you to screw mm -hmm. up. And so you so you know, I, I you always talk about Dick was great, Buddy Rhymes great, and they were, believe me, I'm not taking anything away from them. But when you're in the huddle, that's where it all happens. You know, you're looking and you know, you're saying, Come on, we really need you know, Richard, we really need, you know, a <laughs> they could do it. I mean, you know, and I, I got to see it when I moved to free safety because it's strong, you're a little bit kind of like a mini linebacker, but when you're free safety. You can pretty much see, is this blitz going to work? Yes, it is, because they don't have a back on the right side. And we got two guys coming off the 46. And uh, or, you know, Richard or or Dan would just in or, or even McMichael, they would just be owning guys. I mean, I, I see some stuff sometimes ago. I saw something a couple of weeks ago. It had like a shortcut of the, all the games in 85. I go, holy smokes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how good the defense, I mean, it blitzes <laughs> and everything. And then, you know, over the decades, guys that you played against go, you know what? You guys are just such a cut above any other defense that we'd, we'd ever seen. And uh, it was, it was, it was great to be a part of it. Gary, last thing, just to, as an extension of that, June 2019, that Bears 100 convention takes over Rosemont. And I still get goosebumps of thinking the entire experience from Friday to Sunday and just the the wealth of history and tradition and brain power and everything that was inside that convention center over that weekend. Kevin Warren talked when he was hired in January about trying to 
connect at a greater level with the alumni base of the Chicago Bears. It kind of all ties together. And my question for you is kind of just how do you see sort of the appropriate level of alumni involvement in a way that is productive for the franchise without being overkill of, you know, 2000 alumni coming in and filling a suggestion box that can never be uh, emptied? Yeah, it's a good question, Dan. First of all, I want to say the Bears are one of the few organizations in the NFL that my entire post-career, this is over 30 years, have an annual weekend for anyone who ever played for the Bears. And today it's at the Hyatt uh, off of Wacker. It is outstanding. And they give good swag too. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, they really improve that uh, dramatically. So they do make an effort. And, and I didn't realize a lot of teams don't. I, I The Bears, you know, and you probably see this, Dan and, and David, more than any other alumni would, is that for some reason it's really secretive to go up to Hallis Hall. And they, I don't think they've ever invited alumni. I mean, occasionally do. Like I've been invited up, or, or maybe individuals. But I think that the players that I played with would be in shock. <laughs> uh, unbelievable the Chicago Bears facility is. And fans yeah. should know this. I mean, because, you know, the days of, oh, the Bears are so cheap. They're, they're not cheap. Uh, and there's Ryan, Ryan Pace's they make fingerprints. Some poor decisions. Yeah. That, they're not a cheap team. And uh, and and so uh, I think that there could be some other opportunities. I'm on the Bears charitable arm, and we do uh, give matching opportunities for any alumni. Uh, and I'm, I hope that Kevin does – uh, try to involve the alumni a little bit more, but I, but I'm also I appreciate the fact that you know this is now a 12 month job. You know we you don't have any real off seasons anymore, yeah. and so that facility is always in use. But I'm sure that there could be some other opportunities, or at least an attempt, or maybe even hey, how about doing a survey and see whether or not the alumni would like to do you know some other things, but. You know, for that one weekend, which they have every year, it's a blast to see guys. And uh, and I agree with you, Dan, The um, that 100th celebration yeah. exceeded my expectations. It was a blast. It really was so much fun because from Dick Butkus to, you know, Mike Brown and, and guys that you, uh, you know, you would like to meet or maybe only met a couple of times. It was really fun to be on those panel discussions. And at the beginning... You know, we were all behind the curtain and the current team was, you know, kind of on one side of the room and all the uh, alumni were on the other. And then after, you you know, you had all these different sections talking and you're like, oh, actually, I didn't know who that was or <laughs> I didn't, you know, I wow, that's pretty cool about those guys. When you had the cocktail party after it was all over, all of a sudden everybody was intermingling. It was yeah. really it was fun to see in a really short period of time how quickly the bonds are where people go, Hey, yeah, I'm 20 years behind you, but, or, you know, some of the guys who played before us and you're like, wow, guys from the 63 team. And uh, you know, it, it was a, a joy to be a part of that. Gary, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. We appreciate you joining us here on the take the North podcast. Look forward to future conversations down the road. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Dan, I, I haven't given up on the Tribune, although, the, you know, it's uh, getting a little skinnier, it seems, uh, of Chicago content. And, uh, and David, I'm sure we'll talk to you on the score as well. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. All my best as well.